sutta. By the way, do you know the name of the sutta? Yes, um, it is the Fire Sutta. Um, I, mean, I actually. It's in the Sam Newton Akaya, but where is it? It is uh, SN 46.53. Um, I will send you a link to it right now. Okay. I actually put it in the um, Skype group. Where's the conversation gone? Here we go. There you go. All right. So it says that when the mind is in a state of dullness, that it should not cultivate tranquility, concentration, and equanimity. Instead, it should cultivate investigation, energy, and rapture. And when the mind is in a state of restlessness, it should not cultivate investigation, energy, and rapture. Instead, it should cultivate tranquility, concentration, and equanimity. And then at the end it says, but mindfulness is always good. (laughs) Without mindfulness, you can't do any of those things. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Because... Because mindfulness is to remember to do those things, which means that now that the mind is dull, we've forgotten all about it. <laughs> forgotten it. <laughs> all right. <coughs> all right. So, in that sense of dullness, there, when we talk about the the rapture, cultivating rapture, here's the important point that any that many students miss. Yep. Uh, Just told me that uh, I'll turn it off. The point that the students missed is because they're looking for the differences in a list. You gave me a list of three for one thing and a list of three for the other thing. Yep. All right. But one of the things suits that's very, very repetitive. Is, is that it's trying to drive a different point home. Right. And that point is the point that's being repeated over and over and over again. The suttas are designed to that way. That the point that you're trying to make is often not a, a detailed list of things, but it on this list of things, it always has this point in common. What is that common word in that sutta? So you missed it, okay? The word is cultivation. Cultivation, okay. Yeah, yeah, well look right there at the sutta and you will see that. That's the point. And it doesn't say cultivate this, that, and the other thing. It says cultivate this cultivate that and cultivate the other thing yes so when the teacher is teaching about this he keeps harping back on that business of cultivation this is one of the problems of reading literature does not convey the message okay yeah. but you miss the message 
the message of this sutta is cultivation, which is one of the prime, and I talk about it, not using that word, but rather skill development. Okay? Or this should be developed, or this should be uh, uh, the thing that you practice upon. Yep. <clears throat> and that's, that, that's so. That's one of the points, and a lot of people say, well, God, so what? The answer is, is that this is actively an active meditation to get us out of a state of dullness. That, in fact, a lot of people will go what they call deep, when, in fact, in another way, it's just going into a dull state. And you can see where meditators are uh, uh, going into an airy fairyland. Things seem kind of half magical. Yeah. And basically, they're just going into a dream state. They're sitting there, probably not breathing very well, slumped over. And they're not cultivating any of this stuff. And that's why they've gotten themselves into a dull state. If you were already cultivating whatever your intention of cultivating was, you wouldn't have gotten yourself into a dull state, because the dullness is a hindrance to the cultivation itself. This is an important philosophy a lot of people don't quite understand. They think that they're doing something when, in fact, they're sitting there and letting the, the mind go into a dull state. Mm-hmm. Than thinking that that's some sort of advancement to where really it's just a, it's a dull state, but it's an exquisite dull state for many. So, okay, so when we find ourselves in these dull states, that means already we're not practicing correctly. Yeah. Or we're not cultivating one of those six items that we have on that list. Yes. Okay. If we were in fact cultivating one of them, we wouldn't have gotten ourselves into a dull state. Okay. Now that's interesting that that many of these things are <clears throat> uh, actually intentionally cultivated, and others of them um, we take less time in the cultivation. But every time we think about it, we think about it in a really positive, cultivating kind of way. What do you mean right. by that? Because for, for instance, equanimity, which is part of uh, what they're saying, do not practice equanimity when one is going into a dull state. Or let us say, when one finds oneself in a dull state, getting out of it with, is, with equanimity is not the right way to do it. Yeah. And the answer to that, based upon the quality that I've talked about with sea legs, is being able to get yourself balanced in an unstable situation. Well, when you're in this dull state, it's already pretty stable. So getting yourself really stable in a stable situation is not really of much value. Right, okay. Okay, so, um, but uh, <coughs> cultivating rats 
almost always rapture is built with the breathing. And so what they're talking about there uh, is if the mind becomes dull, it's interesting that they don't talk about it in the sense of breathing. And I wondered if uh, because of a couple of other things, including where it's located and whatnot, this seems to be a fairly later sutta. Right. Um, but in but in any case, I I think that they assume that one is already doing correct breathing, and that may not be the case. Okay. But rapture or pity is actually intentionally developed with the breathing, of getting on top of it, feeling really good about the thing. All right, so there's a breathing quality that has to do with, um, and that's the same thing as energy. Now here, for the beginner, energy would actually be one's right effort. It's kind of interesting that I think that the, whichever two poly words they are, and I'm not sure, uh, that translate one into effort and the other one into energy, I think that they're closer related than they are in English. Because they okay. seem, in fact, actually opposites. But in fact, one develops into the other. One develops into the other. The right effort, when properly exercised, turns into an energy. So there's a continuum for you. So it's I've not been actually part of the. I've been trying to. <clears throat> when that's happened, because recently when I've noticed dullness sort of coming in, and it's it's usually more towards the end of the meditation, um, um, yeah. and when I'm not not formally meditating, it's you know it's um, after a meal or something, or after I've had a I've been working really hard and I'm just sitting down on the sofa or in bed. Um, as soon as I notice it happening, I, I, I try to sort of really look into what's going on um, and wake up, but in, in, in a... I'm not sure how to explain it, but I kind of, I kind of expand my scope um, because it's 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 getting smaller um, when I'm getting dull, and I try to expand it and and, and take in everything. Um, Precisely so, exactly so. The thing is, now tell though, me about that expansion. Yep. Yeah, okay. So are you talking about it? Uh, expansion of senses. Yes. Yeah, so I. Yeah. So um, because the first thing to go now with the dullness. Expansion of you. Pardon? Uh, what did you say? I said, is it like uh, expansion of you, or is it an expansion of the sensory awareness? Um, that when dullness comes, you, you narrow that down. 
And so we're looking at. So I try to narrow down to. So the first thing I do is I, I, I kind of I don't know if this is correct, but I see them as. The internal and the external and. I, I try to expand the, the internal so I know what's going on in the mind and. And um, and then I expand or maybe I do them at the same time. Um, I'm not sure, but um, then I expand the external, which is sort of all the. The uh, the bodily sensations and 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 the input coming in from the senses, um, mainly the eyes and the ears. Um, but if it's you know if it's going really well, then okay. smells and tastes come in as well. Um, okay, all right. All yeah, right. just wanted to check that out. Exactly so. All right, and when we get dull, especially in the sitting in meditation after a long time that those senses close down that's yeah. in fact one way of talking about it in the sense of the dullness is because it's our sensory awareness has become dull yeah they do close down okay as well as this is part of the reason why students who are in a dull state go off into a dreamy world is because they lose contact with their senses to where Anapanasati is really about waking up these senses, not uh, going into a dull state so that the senses are shut down. And then yep. we go into a, a completely mental, almost fanciful world. And it happens. Yeah. <laughs> it happens in caves. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So that's, is that kind of um, and, the technique? And so, um, this sutta then, yeah. um, the first thing on the list that I like is the investigation, which is actually the point is to recognize that the mind is in a state of dullness. Right, yeah. That investigation. The investigation, the energy, and the um, <clears throat> are actually all combinations of the same thing. Oh. Which is all as part of the sati of waking up or coming up, getting the breathing going, getting things, um, uh, invest, look at what's going on. Taking that pity or that uh, winner's lap, taking that feel, really feel good. Now, in that word pity, this is another place, and I've seen it quite often, that they're talking about sukha and pity together. Oh, they are? As okay. opposed to just pity. That it's sukha, pity, it's the satisfaction. Get yourself into a state of satisfaction. Because why? Because upon direct investigation, in the deep investigation, really looking what's going on, this deep dreamy-like state is not <laughs> as um, satisfying as you would think it was. Yeah, but that, I don't. That there is actually some sutta in there 
because people enjoy it. They come out sometimes out of that state thinking that they've gotten great deep insights into things. And in fact, they may, uh, down in there, get insights. And so there is value in being there and that sometimes that value gets really multiplied and part of it has to do with it's a state that guys like because after all, it really is when things are kind of closed down. That in so, fact, you could think of it in that way. It's drowsy state is in fact when that restless mind is in fact hindered. So you're right in a way that uh, uh, um, the hindrance of restlessness and the hindrance of dullness are opposite ends. And that restlessness is a much hotter. Right. It's a much more easily dukkha realm. It's hot, it's active, it's problem solving, it's uh, jumping all over the place, it's a state of dissatisfaction. Yeah, it is. Um... But then later when, and, and you were right to point out about it takes a while, especially now that you're practicing, it takes a long time now for your mind to get into that dull state. For beginners, they can go right into dull. Yeah, no, that but doesn't once happen. you get started with practice and the mind becomes a little brighter, now dull takes a lot longer to go into. And you can think of it as the dullness is merely the mind has gotten tired. Yeah, I noticed that. And one of the things Majjhima Nikaya talks about it is, is that if you can't wake yourself up, if, you, if you've gotten to this state of dullness and drowsiness, then maybe you need to go to sleep. Lay down and take a nap. Well, I never get I never get to That's that point. Final, uh, solution to the problem. Once you refresh, you wake up, and start again. The level of dullness that I I experience so, is never really that kind of gross dullness. It rouses our energy. Physical things. One is to rub the arms, to slap the face, <laughs> to wake ourselves up. This can get us out of a state of drowsiness. And these are part of what's in one of those sutras. So this sutra that you've latched on to, I think, is a really good one. But we need to put it into the context of a lot of other things that are going on. Yeah, the context is really important. Yeah, I see that now. So, uh, when we uh, have caught ourselves into a state, um, that's uh, drowsy. Perhaps the right thing ultimately to do if we can't get out of it is to finish the meditation because this is not worthwhile. This is not going anywhere. Is it cutting off? So I had a bit of problems with these headphones as I told you. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, if we can get ourselves out of it, then taking energy, taking a deep, deep breath, having that winner's attitude, 
I can get out of this no matter how obstructed gets even as I can wake myself up and come out of this. Could you say that again? It's breaking up. I want to work now. See. Talk to me. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can Keep you? talking. So All I can right. figure out what's going on. <laughs> okay, right. So, uh, when I experience that kind of dullness, um, it never gets to the point of drowsiness or falling asleep. Um, it doesn't really get close to that. But there is just a very slight feeling of comfort. And it's sort of, it, it's enough. So you're catching it quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I'm glad to hear that you're catching it quickly because if you don't catch it, it'll fall, slide right into it. Yeah, so I... You're catching it quickly. That's good. It's just, um, I, I always sort of, I, I catch it and then, and then it either goes off into restlessness or, um, or I'm restless and I calm down and it goes into dullness and I'm trying to work on the balance between the two but the thing is they kind of both both ends have their own sort of versions of sensual desire or or um, aversion slash ill will in the sense that all these things I'm thinking about are happening while I'm either restless or while I'm dull and 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 and, and there is all that sensuality in those thoughts as well. So it's um, really pinpointing okay. what is going on. And addressing it accordingly. Um, I, I would say that this is the base experience that you just mentioned. But that when the mind is restless, then... Uh, the hindrances are going to be easily seen as thoughts. But when the mind begins to get uh, dull, then the thoughts are not so much of an issue, but you still feel that. That in fact, this is Feelings. what you're beginning to sense, is, is yep. that this dull state it doesn't really feel all that good. <clears throat> it really is a relief against having the hindrances uh, uh, buzzing on and on. But the nice energetic but state is the best. The mind is still in the state of hindrance. Right. But the mind is still in the state of hindrance. And that uh, basically, this is when mindfulness is sati. We need it right now. And we need it so that we can wake up enough to take a deep breath and basically start our meditation over again. The beginner's mind to come out of that state uh -huh. and to bring ourselves back into a state of satisfaction. Yeah, the beginner's mind. Surprise yeah. you said, aha, that sounds so obvious. <laughs> it does. Yeah, because that's every time that we catch the mind in hindrance, that's exactly what we do. It's like, okay, yeah. we've slipped off the path. We've gotten, we're now in the ditch. Let's get back on the path and, and uh, boogie on down the the smiley road. Yeah. 
I think um, in the past, where my doubts would be a lot higher, um, it would make it more difficult to come back into it. But now the doubt is also, it's, it doesn't have as much of an effect. Um, or it's, it's quite easy to notice. I can say, it. yes, for the very uh, raw beginner, doubt will get in that mix also. That that's the thing about these hindrances when we talk about them um, in the sense of one, two, three, four, and five, the students have the idea that they are all separate. Yeah. But they're not. Yeah. They're all wrapped together, that there is desire in there, there is ill will in there, there is a bit of drowsiness, and then there's a whole lot of. Um, uh, restlessness that can move into drowsiness, but then okay. there's that big issue of doubt. Yeah, like, can I come out of I this? I mentioned that to students. Doubt out about him, am I doing it right now? All kinds of things, and so that's part of the dreamy state. Is when when the mind gets into a state of doubt, it gets into a confused feeling. The confusion, yeah, exactly. And all of these feelings that we're having. Yes, the feeling of confusion, uh, says Dan. And so we go off into a uh, non-input perceptual uh, um, Namarupa world yep. where we're trying to create things to make sense out of what's going on right now. Yeah. Okay, and so this is what will have delusions of all kinds of things. That this, When we're going to be doing this jhana stuff, we need to be really alert and watch what's really going on, know what we're doing, because there are all of these side paths. And, and that, that in fact, these kinds of side paths are there and available before the student ever gets anywhere close to first jhana. Yeah, I've noticed that. And Drifted off. Many times. And, and especially when they have, they don't really understand the doubt uh, as the, one of the driving forces that uh, creates, even in this dreamy state, yet again another kind of restless mind. But you can cultivate confidence. And you can see the doubt as something that can. Uh, all of these hindrances kind of work together um, and in, uh, in tandem with each other. So um, I think you were uh, kind of right with that idea that um, uh, dullness and restlessness are almost on a continuum. Mm-hmm. But they, they're, they, yes, they but then sometimes they're not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sometimes the restlessness will continue on even when the mind is dull. It's just a different kind of, of uh, uh, restlessness. Yes, yeah. Because it's not so uh, thought provoking and disturbing, but it's a level of feeling. This is actually the whole point of why restlessness is both a hindrance and a better. 
is mm-hmm. because the fetter is the underlying feeling of uh, being in a state of tension or anxiety or unsafe. <laughs> so amazing. And then the thoughts come as a response to that. Right. And so get trying to develop a state where those thoughts are more direct. Uh, um, Damrato, you're breaking up. The, it's, it's kind of like a, um, how to say it? Yeah, the dreamy quality of it, it, it has that quality of... But uh, Damrato, um, yeah. I can't hear you. Um, you're, breaking, you're breaking up a bit too much. Even now? Now I can, yes. Oh, my screen shows poor connection. Oh no, now you're breaking up a lot again. I bet. I... I just see what happened. I'm having to close down a program. Mm-hmm. Am I still breaking up? No. All right. Okay, sorry about all of the uh, disruptions right. with hardware today. I need to So. Uh, how's the voice now? Um, it's, Is it it's, still- it's, uh, I can hear you. It's, it's enough. It's good enough? Okay. Yep. Because that program is still not shut down yet, but it's, uh, there it goes off the air. You should hear me better now. Yes. Okay. All right. So, um, this question that you have about um, drowsiness or, or dullness actually is part of uh, the package of hindrances that there's always going to be a bit of this and that and the other thing <clears throat> in whatever hindrance state that we find. And that's part of the reason why we, it's actually quite worthwhile to do an investigation. Okay? That when we're in that dull state, while, we, while we've got it, basically then the first thing that we need to do is, is that we take a deep breath right then just to get things rolling. And now we take a look at that inv- uh, at that dullness and what's going on with it. Do I actually feel the restlessness that's still there in the body, or can I uh, smooth that out too so that I can come back to a state of satisfaction? So we can actually then breathe into that subtle state of uh, restlessness. Okay. And bring ourselves out of it. <coughs> That in fact the the investigation is is quite an important part of this package. 
So the restlessness is there or the dullness is there, but it's part of a package of rest of uh, uh, the hindrances. So too is this investigation is part of the taking the effort and the energy and bringing ourselves into a state of pity, which means to be free from that or bringing us back into our state of meditation. Mm-hmm. So this is a, yet another way of looking at it. So that investigative quality is really magnificent. So rather than hating the hindrance or not liking the hindrance, no, it says, all right, I'm going to look at you too. I'm going to figure out what's going on here. That's that's a kind of how it's been for the last two days. As opposed to hating them, it's been kind of um, just working with them. Um, but there are so certain points. Having... Pardon? Go on. Um, Go I was saying, there are certain times where I think this may still be some restlessness within subtle, like very subtle dullness, but there are some times where I'll get thoughts, but not really restless thoughts, but thoughts will thoughts to do, uh, uh, to do with the future or the past um, and um, wants and things that I don't want, they will pop in and out. But not so much that the mind is restless, but they'll pop in and out regularly. Right. All right. In that regard now, when things kind of pop up, that's the... Um, the point about the guarding the mind. What pops up, are we going to allow that in the door? In other words, is this thing worthy thinking about? Right, yeah. Or are we saying, okay, pop out. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we, and we start guarding the mind. Because okay. we're not going into a state of thoughtlessness. Not yeah. altogether, even though the dull, dreamy state has a different quality of thoughtless. When we're not going back or into a state of thoughtlessness, we're into yep. a state of investigation, and that investigation does have the quality of putting things together, making links, understanding how the concepts that I talk about, how that stuff is actually right there to be seen. And that's investigation as a factor of enlightenment. Exactly so. When it, when your investigation becomes unremitting, when that's the first thing that you do, as soon as yeah. Sati comes, you take a look, what's going on? <laughs> okay. Right, what, what is this? <laughs> yeah, that is, that is definitely something I can do. Yes, this is investigation. That's, that is a key ingredient, is to really take a look at it. Because if we can see Dukkha as Dukkha, we can pop right out of it. It's almost, and the example is an infant that touches their hand or uh, their foot to a lot. And we're talking about a tender infant, a newborn. Oh. Even a newborn, if he touches something like a hot coal or a hot stove or puts his hand into the fire, the hand will immediately withdraw. Because he don't okay. like it. 
and well, the hand withdraws. The child hasn't even gotten time to figure out that his hand hurts and that uh-huh. he should should start and start bawling about it. But the hand is the first thing that moves. Okay, that's a very interesting thing about the human body is is that and and we do that also. I mean, you can touch something or maybe somebody uh, tickles or pokes you with a pen or something that you're not expecting and. The body moves before we even pay attention to it. Yeah. The body is already doing its thing. That's the part that we don't quite understand as much as the human mind is actually distributed right out through the body. Yeah. It kind of does things all on its own. And it does kinds of things all on its own. It's got its own, um, um, actually, it's got its own computer. It's just not a very good mm-hmm. computer. But that computer, that reptilian brain, is in fact the part that controls the body, not the frontal cortex. Mm. Which means now the frontal cortex has got to figure out what this reptilian brain is up to. Mm-hmm. And so we begin to investigate how these uh, uh, sensations and these feelings and uh, the way that the thought system works and how the feelings collide with the thoughts and change them around. That in fact, if you got poked in the arm uh, or or bug dropped uh, that was unfamiliar on you, it, it will it will stop what's in the mind completely. Yeah. It'll just stop it. We got to go take a look to see what that was, and then sometimes it's hard to even get back to where we were. Like the, the headphones, you know, when they mess uh-huh. with that, then we get off track and I have to go back and say, all right, where were we? <laughs> and um, this, this investigation is when we begin to see just how the, the body-mind complex works. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, that is something that can help bring you out of the dullness is because now you're determined or you've got the energy behind that investigation. And not only that, but the, uh, the, the, uh, at this level, the doubt is being converted into curiosity from adding the pity to it. The pity, what is that? I can do this. So the doubt is there. The doubt plus the I can do it turns into curiosity. Let's go see what is going on here. And there's the investigation. (laughs) Yeah, that has happened in the past. Not too long ago. Yeah. And I remember so again, that. these things, they work together like that. Yeah. And, and so this is a very good sutta that you brought. Um, it, it, and it shows uh, that these other things, like uh, intentionally uh, developing equanimity, one, one could do from the sense of uh, that the mind is now fully restless, not dull. But that here the mind would gain value by trying to practice equanimity in the sense of settle down, boy. Just, mm. just, just, just relax. Uh, uh, steady as she goes, you know. This is the kind of thought that we need when the mind is, is really restless. And so... Um, uh, these are the qualities um, 
and in fact, uh, was what was the other two items besides uh, on on that list on the sutta? I think <clears throat> when the mind is dull. When it's dull, um, dull. It was investigation, energy, and rapture. Right to do, and the and the to the not to do to not was to do. Equanim equanimity plus two others. Oh, well, oh, you're talking about those. Sorry. Um, yeah. So it was. Um, uh, what was it again? Oh yeah, tranquility, mm -hmm. concentration, or well, samadhi. And equanimity, yep. Okay. When they put the word samati in that list, that's what gives me the idea that this is late. Yeah, it is late, yeah. I, I got that impression as well. Uh, that this is not something that comes right out of the teaching of the Buddha. However, it has enormous value when you understand it from the perspective of Anapanasati. So... Um, I think that what this is indicating is, is that uh, it would be fairly easy for a student to get into the dull state and then think that he is in jhana. And so now he wants more jhana, and so now he's going to work on focusing or concentrating the mind. Yeah, I know that feeling as well. All right, which is not exactly what we want to do with the samadhi. The correct practice of samadhi, it would be to go back and gather the first jhana factors together. Which is rapture and investigation and um, uh, uh, sukha and having a mind that is... Uh, um, fit for work, and mm -hmm. including the free from the hindrance of um, restlessness and dullness. So, that's real samadhi. Mm -hmm. But it is really easy for the students who are in the state of dullness to think that, no, this is samadhi and it should be encouraged and therefore that should be practiced. Mm. And so down they go to into a rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah, that's happened before. Um, where it's, it's, it, it's because you feel, you feel good, but there's also a kind of comfortable sort of buzzing, I think. Where it's not like the energetic, sort of alive, awakened feeling that you usually, well, that you want to get, but it's, it, it's right. kind of, um, it's nice, it's comfortable, it's fun, um, and it's just, um, it's very soothing, I think. I don't know if that's the right word. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm quite, I'm a lot better at noticing that nowadays than I used to be, because I used to sit in that for quite a while. Back in the, um, <laughs> like many months ago, even years ago. Okay, well now we can have a better practice, something that's got 
more immediate results to it because people will be in those kinds of states for a long time thinking that eventually they'll get some benefit out of it. Yep. That somehow it grows on you or something like that. I'm not sure what uh, we have. I was that boy too. Yeah, when even when I was with Gawanka, I would get into that kind of thing. Uh, oh. It was only at what so and more when I figured out or when I, when I was slapped in the wake up kid. <laughs> <laughs> yep, definitely need to wake up. So, um, the the last one that we can have any attack upon is the one tranquility. Okay. Well, we, we can see where people would meet, would mistake tranquility, uh, using that word especially, um, uh, as the dull state. That, in fact, if someone is going to be more tranquilized, then they will go from dull to drowsy uh -huh. to slumber. Uh -huh. Okay, that's the direction that that one goes in. Um, however, um, the the problem is the translation of the word tranquility, and I'm sure that Subharo um, uh, referenced Bhikkhu Bodhi to make sure that he was using the same word that he used, which was tranquility. The Pali right. word is actually pasa, or passive. And that the way that we want to talk about that is is to relax. The right way of tranquility is not trying to get yourself into a tranquilized state. Not only that, but you'll immediately have the idea uh, of like tranquilizer guns, tranquilizer guns, and tranquilized oh, yeah. animals that are laying down while somebody is doing something to them. I don't think yeah. that we want anything to do with that kind of being tranquilized, either shot <laughs> with a <laughs> with a dart or or, or whatever. Nope. So that whole quality of tranquilized is um, not a good translation. But a much better word, uh, <laughs> if we could get away with it, is to uh, develop hanging out. To hang out <laughs> and relax. <Yeah>. Chilling. <laughs> Take a load off. Chill out. Yeah, that's it. Okay. And the word chill is, in fact, also the same word as nibbana. So oh, yeah, in, our, in, the roots of, in the roots of our language, of the good things to do when we talk to ourselves, like in Thai language, they have jai yin, which means cool heart. Uh, that's the translation. But the way they say jai yin, jai yin, jai yin, you know. Uh -huh. Okay, so just settle down or cool off. All right, so that's the, the right way to do it. But when one is already dull, the point of that kind of stuff is not going to take you also into being uh, vibrantly alive. No, not at all. Okay, that, that uh, working with that, uh, just like uh, equanimity, uh, is good for um, uh, a very restless mind, a monkey mind, yeah. the kind of mind that everybody has that they don't know they have until they start looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, and, but... Uh, rather, here's the whole point, rather than trying to pacify or to tranquilize or to uh, relax that mind or even to uh, 
equanimity bring it into balance the the way that we're practicing in anapanasati is no let's change the subject let's change the subject and the way that we change that subject is basically setting it up so that this monkey only has one tree to jump around in he doesn't have the whole forest now to go to mm. yeah this is okay and we get that monkey into that one tree by having these wholesome kind of thoughts that we're talking about all right that we have to investigate the thought to see are we going to let the mind go jump into that tree? Mm. And the answer is no. It can jump all over this tree, but it's not going to go to that tree. We're going to say no, those thoughts out right now. And so this is how we begin to get things settled down is we don't settle it down by tranquilizing it, by shooting it or hitting it with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Though mm-hmm. people in India have tried all kinds of weird stuff like that. <laughs> but rather we need to corral it or to stake it out. And so the Buddha used several examples of that. One was the example of the elephant being trained by having his left hind foot tethered on a short rope or vine to a stub or a stalk that they had put into the ground and then the elephant moves that leg back and forth and then he pulls it out and he escapes mm-hmm. and then the man goes and grabs the elephant and brings him back and puts him back on that stake over and over and over again and all night that elephant's working its way to get his leg off and then <laughs> off it comes so over the course of a few minutes, that means that we can keep our anapanasati going while the mind is struggling around. But as soon as he can get off, off it goes. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. all right, so we're going to keep it tethered. Um, another one would be corralling a horse or keeping a monkey in a tree. Or um, uh, the sutta that's referencing this is um, not with the animals, but with the kinds of thought. Two kinds of thought. Majjhima 19. Didn't you were the one who told me about that sutta? Yeah, yeah, last right. week. Okay, so this is exactly what we're doing now. Mm. Is we're, we're corralling it down to those two kinds of thought. Mm. So that we only allow one kind of thought in, and we don't allow the other kinds of thoughts in. Those, those are those around. This actually is a very active thing to do. Yeah, it is quite, it is really active, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, it's not going into into passivity, but it is done in a relaxed abhihimsa way. I need to work on that. Yeah. I I, I need it because I do notice there's um, there's still levels of... um, Overexertion, like bits of it, like bits of tension and stuff when I'm trying to do these things. A little bit too much effort, right. Yeah. So the effort hasn't become quite energetic yet, but it will. Yeah. Which means it becomes effortless or it takes no real effort at all mm. to yeah. keep watching. But it's, in the development stage, it takes, takes a bit of effort takes the effort that it takes to build up the skill yeah exactly 
once the skill is developed, then it doesn't take much effort. Mm. That's even true on music that I remember. Uh, several pieces were like that. That it was a lot of work to learn that piece of music. Mm-hmm. But after I learned it pretty well, I can sit down and play it and enjoy the heck out of it. There's no work at all to play that thing. Yeah. It's um, it's kind of like a lot of the things that that we don't we don't um like doing is because we don't really understand them. Yes, but this investigation has the ability that the more we look, the more we understand, the more we put things together. And that means the more we can change that doubt that hinders us into curiosity by adding that joy factor to it. And now the investigation becomes suitable. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's really useful. All right. Well, you keep digging in those sutras and we'll keep finding something to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but this is all very practice oriented. Yeah. Uh, and, and in fact, if you think about it, we're just talking about this one th- thing that's basically step nine, eight and, uh, excuse me, step nine and ten of Anapanasati. This is that focal point of waking up, looking at what the mind is doing, mm-hmm. and gladdening the mind to the point that we can get it into a state of rapture or pity, or into the state of uh, sukha. Uh, and now we've got the mind for work so that we can do the investigation, and it doesn't take much effort. Mm. But eventually it doesn't take much effort, and there we are just watching the mind. So you can... So you can, um, the goal is to be able to do that without effort, just all the time. Um, I wouldn't go so far as to say all of the time. Right. Again, I'm always recollected to say that. Uh, because the Buddha doesn't talk about it in the sense that way, and it also has to do with the point of adding a future that really doesn't exist. Right. We're developing skills for the here now. So basically what we mean by it uh, in that way is unremitting, or that it keeps coming back. There's going to be huge numbers of moments that it's not there, but it's going to come back. Right, okay. It's coming back. So you can always, as soon as you remember, you can just always come back and it's all, um, it's exactly Exactly. how it should be. Mm -hmm. Okay. Without worrying about, can I do this next time? Because you just proved you can do it this time, you can do it next time. Forget about next time. All right. Great. (laughs) Next time, forget about it. Uh (laughs) Do this one. Yeah. All right. Okay, Jintan. We'll see you later. See you later, Tamarato.